0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. I'm teaching tonight on what I have titled Uncensored. Somebody say Uncensored. Uncensored. Shout it out loud, Uncensored. Uncensored. I'm going to be in Isaiah 55. I'm going to begin to read from verse... Seven let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his, part, his thoughts, let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways. Your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let's go back to verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor my ways your ways says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts tonight I'm teaching on censored and quickly I would take the definitions out of the way when you censor something you block um, people from seeing something so to censor is to block people from seeing something you block you you put like a barrier so people can't see past something right uncensored is that you open it up and get people to see um tonight what i want to share with us Is what happens when the gospel, the gospel of grace is revealed. And nothing blocking you from seeing Jesus. Um, Certain things happen when nobody tries to censor the gospel. Um, Nobody tries to make it um, censored. They just bring it in its purest form. Great things happen when you see Jesus revealed. Can you say amen? Amen. The wicked here in verse 7 is the guilty. And that's what we all were until we came in contact, until Jesus met us. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon. The guilty one forsakes his way. The unrighteous one forsakes his thoughts. So that the guilty person, you and I, before Jesus met us, were guilty. And we had our own way. Man has his way of trying to reach God. And the way that man tries to reach God is to put on a performance to pre pre to perform to impress him so man's strategy for reaching God is to impress and perform so he says when a person gets guilty forsake your way the word way the word way is the Hebrew word that means acts actions and conducts. The word thoughts is the Hebrew word that means designs, intentions, plots, and schemes. So please take note of those things. The word thoughts is the Hebrew word that means designs, intentions, plots, and schemes. While the word way is the Hebrew word that means acts, actions, and conducts. So when the scripture says that let a man, let the guilty person forsake his way. He's saying the guilty person should forsake his acts, his conducts and actions. And it says let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. My design, my scheme, and my plots. My schemes, my designs, and my plots. Are not your schemes, your designs, and your plots. Nor my ways, your ways says the Lord. So my ways meaning. My acts, my behavior, and my conduct is not same as your acts, your behavior, and your conduct. So here's the, the point here, guys. God had a design. God had a thought. God had a scheme. And that design, that thought, that scheme was to reveal Jesus to you, was to give Jesus to us. So that man is not coming to God on the basis of how well he has performed. Man is coming to God on the basis of how well Jesus performed. So God's design, God's thoughts, God's plots, God's schemes. was Actually he was all the while designing, plotting and scheming to give Jesus to you. Now because he has given Jesus to you. His ways now changes towards you. What did I say the thoughts are? Thoughts are designs, intentions, plots, and schemes. Ways are acts, conducts, and behaviour. Alright. So his plots or his um, thought was to give Jesus, and after giving Jesus to you, his behaviour changes towards you. So he gave Jesus to us. So that he can behave differently towards us. So that he can act differently towards us. And so that his conduct towards us can be different. Hallelujah. So Jesus has been given to us. And now God is acting differently towards us. So that instead of being angry with you. Because of Jesus. God is now favorably disposed to blessing you. So his way, his design, his plots, his schemes was all embodied in Jesus. So that, sorry, his thoughts, his designs, plots, and schemes was all embodied in Jesus. So that his ways can change towards you. So his way is his conduct. His way is his behavior. His thoughts is his design. So he designed to give you Jesus So that his conduct towards you can change. Can you say amen? Amen. Without Jesus, without Jesus, God will be angry with you. But because of Jesus, God has chosen a new way to treat you. And his conduct towards you now because of Jesus, he is favorably disposed to blessing you because of what Jesus did for you. Can you say amen to that you'll get all of this in a minute so what the enemy tries to do is to block you from seeing what jesus has done because the more jesus is revealed to us the more we partake in his blessings amen the more we partake in his victories amen the more we partake in all that he did for us you see because jesus did not have to die Um, but he died because of me. He did not have to die because he did not sin. But he died because he took my place and there was a divine exchange at the cross so that my sin was taken away and that his love and his affection now comes to me So I am now the object of the love of God because of what Jesus did on the cross. Can you say amen to that? Can you say amen to that? So Jesus did not have to die. Now you see, when you come to God and you come with your problems and you come with your sick bodies and you come with your challenges, I want you to know that God is so interested in meeting you and blessing you and changing the situation. So let's say, for example, you don't need to beg him to heal your body. Because Jesus did not die before sick bodies were healed. He didn't have to die to heal the sick. Neither did he have to die to raise the dead. He didn't have to die. Um, The moment Jesus showed up and prayed for a sick person, the person had to be healed. So why then did he have to die? Why then did he die, rather? He tells you that he died for something more than just healing your body. What I'm telling you is that there's no way you cannot, there's no way you will not be healed because healing is the lesser that is contained in the greater. The greater was to make you righteous. The lesser is healing your body. So if he carried the weightier stuff of making you righteous, how will he not heal your body? You don't have to beg him. How won't he give you a job? How won't you um, work in divine prosperity and provision? Are you hearing what I'm saying? He did the bigger one. Ah, oh boy. I said he did the bigger one. It took more to take away your sins than it took to heal your body. I said it took more to take away your sins Than it took to heal your body. So now that your sins have been taken away. In the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is no way your body will not be healed. Oh boy, somebody's not hearing me in this house. Are you hearing what I am saying? There is no way. The greater one was to take away your sins. The lesser one is giving you a job. So if he took away your sins. Listen, my friends. I repeat it again don't worry whether we start on a soft note we're going somewhere amen Jesus did not have to die to heal one sick body but without the shedding of blood there is no remission for sin have you ever wondered why Nigerians are said to be very fervent people I'll go back to my notes in a bit very fervent people and it seems like the moment we leave this country And go to societies where things work it looks like all that fervency goes out the window so all my attending church it looks like we only do all of that because things don't work hello because things don't work in this country it looks like that's the reason why some people so you hear that somebody is fervent and all that fervency that fasting that prayer is so that God can just give me a breakthrough and then when they leave the country to societies where things work, you don't. You just realize suddenly the light is there. I don't need to pray for the train to show up. The train shows up without my prayer. And some people say, you know what? I don't need Jesus anymore. Away with Jesus. Jesus is for Africans. Jesus is for Nigeria. That's because they taught you the wrong thing. That's because they taught you the wrong thing. They taught you that Jesus was a means to the end of your need. in In terms of money. But let me tell you, sir and ma, Jesus came to do more than just give you money. Jesus came to make you righteous. In your righteousness is your wealth. I hear what I'm saying? So, Bill Gates... Needs to be righteous. Otherwise his wealth means nothing. However, listen. The love of Jesus does not change via location. It's not location bound. So when you understand this. That this thing is all about his love for me. When you get to the USA. You are still righteous as much as you are in Nigeria. But guess what? You are not just righteous. You are righteous and you are blessed too. And whilst you're in Nigeria as well, you are not just righteous. You're righteous and you are blessed as well. Listen, the greater one, say this after me, the greater one was to make me righteous. The lesser thing is to bless me with money. And because I am righteous, I am wealthy. I wish somebody would shout that out with me. Because I am righteous. I am wealthy. wealthy. Praise God. So his way talks about the way he's going to now behave towards you. His way is his conduct towards you, his thoughts is his design for you follow me his design plot and scheme was to give you jesus your design plot and scheme your own design plot and scheme is to try to impress him to bless you so he says guilty one forsake your plots your schemes and your designs and turn to me and embrace my plots. My scheme and my design. My scheme was to give you Jesus. Your scheme is to try to impress me to bless you. My scheme was to give you Jesus. Now because I have given you Jesus. Now listen. If you were able to impress me. Then my conduct towards you will be good. But because you could not impress me enough. Because my standards were too high for you to keep. I plotted to give you Jesus. So that because of Jesus, my conduct towards you changes. So now my conduct towards you is that I am happy with you. I am pleased with you. You make me happy every time you come. I see no spots in you. You are all fair, my beloved. There is no spots in you. This is how he now behaves towards you. Now... Every behavior he has towards Jesus is the same behavior that he has towards me. That's why scripture now says, the guilty person can now come boldly to the throne of grace. Because he has been justified, declared not guilty. God sees him as though he never did anything wrong. Because the truth is, in Christ Jesus, he never did anything wrong. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. Now, this is my point. If this is censored, they if this truth is censored, you know there are places where this truth is censored. Because they don't want the people to take it as a license to go and sing. Sir, how is it? That the only thing you hear about this good news Is license to sin Why? To the pure, all things are pure Something is wrong with your mind That's the reason why you think We are giving people the opportunity to go and sin Calm down And receive the gospel So let me tell you something I will not censor good news Because you think I'm giving you license to sin I will preach good news Because um, it is the law condemns people to sin alright but God's grace is freedom from sin the strength of sin is what the law the law was given by grace by, by, by Moses grace and truth came through what Jesus Christ stop living in the stone and stop expecting us to censor good news because of you we will preach good news. And we will tell you that, look, when people are under good news, great things happens to them. Woo! I said, when people are under good news, good things happens to them. And you shout amen. amen. So let me just quickly show you some of the things that is bound to happen. James 1 and verse 5, quickly says if any one of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him so the first thing that I want to talk about tonight of course there are many things you benefit but I'm going to restrict it to five things amen five things that will come to your benefit when the gospel is not censored when the gospel is uncensored Number one I want to talk about is wisdom somebody shout wisdom Wisdom. now it says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach somebody say without reproach reproach. now the word reproach is without finding faults please follow the word reproach is without finding faults what it means is that when you ask for wisdom god is not going to begin to look at your faults god is not going to begin to ask you or look at how you got to that point he gives wisdom without fault finding so what all you have to do is ask for wisdom wisdom i define wisdom to be revelation revelation of god's perspectives wisdom is the revelation of god's perspective so how do you identify a man that has wisdom a man that has wisdom has insight into god's perspective on any matter so the man that has wisdom is not a man that lives with human perspectives it is a man that has a revelation of god's perspective about anything So before he takes the perspective of the doctor concerning his health, he sees the perspectives of God concerning his health. Before he takes the perspective of of the economy concerning joblessness, employment, he takes God's perspective concerning himself. Before he subscribes to the perspective of, of, uh, of financial times, he listens first to the perspectives of God. So, so let me define wisdom as revelation, insight into God's perspective. The second way I would define wisdom is wisdom is direction given to you based on a revelation of God's perspective. Hallelujah. So God's perspective on a matter is your wisdom. Now, how do I identify a foolish person? A foolish person is somebody that has no idea of what God is saying concerning his life. That's a fool. A fool, to a higher degree, is somebody who says there's no God. That's a bigger fool. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To know that you have wisdom is that you're constantly talking back to god what his perspectives are concerning you so god says that you are righteous stop saying but god i am not you're a fool if god is saying that you are blessed stop saying but god i have no money in my bank account that's a fool is that too much wisdom is lining is a revelation of god's perspective and aligning your thoughts with his perspectives concerning you lord you say i am blessed i am blessed lord you say i am victorious i am victorious lord you say that um, um i go upward only forward only i believe it do you know there's something um there's something like the above only experience you shall be above only and never beneath. Hey, stop listening to people that keep telling you life is ups and downs. That's a fool. Hey, life is full of ups and downs. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Scripture says that the pathway of the just is that the shining light is shines brighter and brighter and brighter until the perfect day. You know the problem? A lot of people have been listening to fools. And that's the reason why they are doing foolish things. Wisdom is God's perspective. So before I conclude on a matter, sir, I begin to ask, what does God have to say concerning this? Before I say this cancer is going to kill me, I begin to say, what does God have to say concerning this? For with my God, nothing shall be impossible. Hey! Hey! the anointing of the holy ghost is here are you hearing what i'm saying so before you conclude Basi, about any matter subscribe to the wisdom of god and the wisdom of god is his perspective concerning that matter that's the reason why i know that you're going to be so blessed in 2017 so full of the favor of god surely goodness and mercy Will haunt me down. And you know what? I don't have to qualify for it. Hey. The greater one lives inside of me. I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. The one who makes rivers. In the desert places. That's the wisdom of God. So, no matter how impossible a situation is, I'm coming out of it. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in. Me. That's the wisdom of God. Touch somebody and say, subscribe to the wisdom of God. Say this with me: the wisdom of God is his perspective on any matter. So, you see, they say wisdom is the application of knowledge. Shut up. Be quiet. Wisdom is a revelation of God's perspective. Once I see his perspective, I align and that settles it. I'm coming out of it. I said I'm coming out of it. Praise God. Just give Jesus the praise right now everyone. So say this after me, I have the wisdom of God. I have, I have insight into god's perspective and once god says a thing concerning me I align, I align my thoughts praise god please be seated so that's so you see when the gospel is censored people will see this if you lack wisdom just ask So, open your bible Listen to Pastor Phil's message. Huh? And just say, Father, everything you say in this scripture, and you know, as you're listening, you lack wisdom concerning um, a contract or something. Just receive direction. And ask the Lord, "As as you're opening God's word and listening to messages by Pastor Phil, all of a sudden, you know what to do. As you pray in the spirit, and listening to God's word. Suddenly, you rise up and say, I know what to do. You catch it. And then you know what? You run with it. And let me tell you, the way of the wise is faster. Yes. And when God gives you wisdom, your way is faster. Things happen to you quicker. Listen, listen. Some of you, oh boy, God's presence is so here. Some of you are thinking, it will take another 25 years before I finally arrive at something that God has said concerning you. No, no, no. I saw scripture and it talks about early mercies. Someone say early mercies. Mercy. Mercy is the favor of God. Mercy is not this pity. Mm-mm. Mercy does not mean pity. Go and study it. Mercy means the favor of God overwhelming you. When, when scripture says early mercies, it's talking about it happening early in your life. You don't need to wait till you are 60. You know if you get a Lamborghini at 60, I keep using Lamborghinis. I will own one. You know, if you get to sixty, if you get to sixty, and you finally own a Lamborghini, the moment you rev like this, you can have a heart attack. Over. So the best time to have it is now. Who told you that you have to wait till you're seventy before God's word towards you comes to pass? Uh uh-uh. It can happen early. And the wisdom of God brings me to that point. Can you shout amen? Amen. The second thing I want to show you. Please sit down. God bless you. Thank you for helping me to preach. The second thing I want to show you. When the gospel is uncensored. The second thing that happens is you have peace. Somebody shout peace. Shout it out loud some more. You have peace. You know, Samuel, let's just turn to that scripture quickly. Second Samuel eight. I need to run. Second Samuel eight. Look at verse six. Then David puts garrisons in Syria of Damascus. And the Syrians became David's servants and brought tribute. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went. Another translation says the Lord gave David victory everywhere he went. So that's one. The Lord gave him victory. Look at verse 14. He also put garrisons in Edom. Through all Edom. He put garrisons and all the Edomites. Became David's servants. And the Lord preserved David wherever he went. Now let me give you some kind of background. David had been surrounded by enemies. On every side. And. It is out of that that you begin to see in verse 6. That the Lord gave him victory. He had started taking over territories. And owning them. Marking them. Putting garrisons. Right? Ownership said owning these things verse 14 he said I owning these things god had given him um victories right now let's look at second samuel 9 and verse one. 1 second samuel 9 and verse 1. now david said is there still anyone who is left of the house of saul that i may show him kindness for jonathan's sake listen the moment god completed the victory and he became holistic and god had given him victory on every side his heart was at peace to think good thoughts suddenly he remembered that he needed to do something he remembered the covenant he made to his um to to, to, to who now to to jonathan all right and he was now going to bless jonathan's son he finally remembered the son So wait Um, You can say it is coincidence. But I, I really believe that all scripture is inspired by the Holy Ghost. So even the arrival of this is inspired by the Holy Ghost. It was after God had given him victory on every side. That he had the peace of mind to think good thoughts. So peace is necessary for forward advancement. So when your heart is full of guilt and fear. You can't think the kind of thoughts that makes you go forward in life. When your heart is full of condemnation and reproach, you can't think good thoughts. You can't think clearly. How many of you were able to, when you were younger, you know you know that you've done something and your mom has threatened um, fire and brimstone and you're coming home. There's no way you can think good thoughts under that that kind of atmosphere all right so the first thing is that somebody in the house tries to calm you down maybe daddy comes and says you know don't mind mommy she's not going to do anything all right and after that assurance sir you now go into the kitchen and comfortably cook a good meal for the house but without that assurance you can't think clear thoughts so notice that god gave um, david the victory and now, after God had given him victory on all sides, David was now calm enough to now say, you know what? Ehe, is there somebody in the house of Jonathan that I may show favor to him? That kind, um, ah, now that everything is over on the outside, let me now do the things that I really desire to do. Peace precedes progress. And God wants you to have the peace that comes from knowing that Jesus took all your sins on the cross. Because without this peace, you can't make progress. You're stuck in a place. But when you know my sins are forgiven, past, present, and future, you can make progress in life. When you know that that thing you did five years ago has been taken away by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, now it's time to make progress. Now we can think our best thoughts because your best thought comes under a peaceful atmosphere. It needs to be peace for you to make progress. And Jesus is my peace. If I, if I censor the gospel in that direction, there will be no peace for the body of Christ. So imagine that people come to church every day without peace in their hearts. And when they leave, the pastor, thank God for TSP. I said, thank God for TSP. This is a good place to shout. Thank God for TSP. Because when you come to service, you leave you know that you're not under condemnation now you face monday morning with the peace that came from sunday evening and monday morning is productive that's the reason why all of you were promoted on your jobs that's the reason why your businesses will flourish peace of heart flourishing business do you understand what i'm saying that's the reason why you experience success everywhere you go and you know what peace has a way of showing on your countenance So people love to hang around you because you're happy you're smiling you're full of joy why there is peace on the inside that gives expression on the outside and only jesus can give you that can you shout amen Amen. Amen. i'm not a victim i'm a victor i said i'm not a victim i'm a victor can you say amen to that Somebody say, I have, peace. "I have peace." First Corinthians fifteen and verse fifty-seven. See, it says, "But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ." What God did for for David, he has done for us in Christ Jesus. All the victory that God gave to David, God has given to us in Christ Jesus. Can you shout, I have, I have the victory. That's why I love the song that Audacity did. Victory belongs to Jesus. And because victory belongs to Jesus, victory belongs to me. And with this assurance on the inside, I can face life on the outside. You know, life can be crazy, sir. Life can be crazy. So there needs to be something that is greater on the inside. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You know the kind of peace Jesus was talking about? is the peace that could sleep in the midst of a storm. You know why? Because he knows that he's not going down with this storm. I'm going to the other side. So you guys can fret all you want. I'm checking to the other side Do you know the kind of peace that would come to you when you know that you're not a victim you're a victor and in everything you do you prosper TSP you prosper in everything that you do Amen. TSP you prosper in everything that you do Amen. somebody shout I have, peace. I have peace somebody shout I have peace, I have peace. Because, I have because I have God's Word I have a revelation of Jesus I have a revelation of what he has done for me. And because of this revelation, I have peace in my heart. And because I have peace in my heart, I make progress in life. Is that blessing you? Number three. When the gospel is not censored, when the gospel is revealed, Your dignity is restored. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The word workmanship is another word, um, another word that, re- that can replace workmanship is the word masterpiece. Somebody say masterpiece. masterpiece. You're God's finest work of art. Your are God's most precious um, design. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? TSP, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, You're God's most beautiful work of design. So when God's grace is revealed to you, it shows you just how much you were worth. You know, life may have happened to you that seems like it has reduced your value. Things may have happened, you know, um, that seems like it has reviewed, um, 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 reduced your, your relevance. But when you see that it was the blood of Jesus that, that it took to buy you, then you know that you have dignity. Somebody shout, I have dignity. I have dignity. You know, I, I, I love the fact that this church, TSP, is committed to unveiling Jesus Christ because the more people sit under teachings that reveal Jesus, the more their dignity is restored. Because as He is, so I am in this world. Every revelation of Him is a revelation of me. Yes, every revelation of Him, every revelation that Pastor brings to us in this place that we step into, is a revelation of who we are. Yes, yes, Suddenly, you realize that you cannot walk with your head down beating battered as though nothing is happening in my life no 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 when they call you and they ask you what's going on you don't say just there nothing is happening you know that's the language we love to use Mm -mm. when they call you there'll be multiplicities of events coming to you because of what Jesus has done so when they call you how are you doing you say I'm so blessed Month, look at what happened yesterday. Look at what happened on Tuesday. Look at what happened on Wednesday. God is so good to me, and it's not because of what I did, it's because of what Jesus did on the cross. Can you say amen? Your dignity is restored. I am valuable because my value is in Christ Jesus. You know, I talked about the fact that life may have to certain people when you go to a car plant and you purchase a car brand new not Tokumbo so you know where we were growing up they told us you see a very terrible mindset they told us that Tokumbo is better than brand new you know you can be so broke eh? your parents I don't know maybe it didn't happen to you your parents are so poor that they come to convince you that bone is good. Ah, you didn't hear me. That bone has marrow. So eat bone, don't, don't worry. I experienced it, guys. My mom will go to the market and buy bone. Two baskets of bone. And when she comes, ah, mommy, you didn't see meat in the market. Bone is good for you, my friend. It strengthens your teeth. Eat bone. Marrow is good for you. They give excuse for poverty. So that's how they told us too. That, that you know what? Tokumbo is better than brand new. And trust me I believed it. So I started thinking in my head. That maybe life's goal is to finally get a Tokumbo. Until I realized that they lied to me. And you know a lot of us are living with so many lies. Limitations in your mind. Based on the environment you grew up in. But the devil is a lie. You are moving at the speed of God. Not at the speed of your economy. And the words that were spoken over you in the past. They are broken. You can fly. In Jesus you can fly. And I say what you can become. Whatever he says you can become. So stop delimiting beliefs. Your dignity is restored. So you go to a dealership and you buy a car the dealer knows that he gave you a brand new car never been reading but you go out and you're driving the car and the car gets involved in an accident you you know that the car is accidented the manufacturer knows that he gives you he gave you a brand new car he does not record the accident. when he left his plant he knows that what he gave was brand new it is only you that knows that like your car is accidented in the same way it is only you that knows that you made a mistake yesterday your father in heaven does not see your mistake he doesn't see your mistake you keep telling god you know i lied i lied yesterday i lied yesterday He like, i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about all i see is a masterpiece all i see is a masterpiece i created you you keep telling me about you but I created you. I am to tell you about yourself. Stop talking to me about yourself. And stop allowing all the people that, that messed up your life to tell you about you. It's time for God to tell you about yourself. And whatever he says about you is final. Let God be true. Let every man be a lie. Let God be true. Let every circumstance be a lie. My dignity is restored. I am not the mistake that I made yesterday. That's not who I am. You know who I am? I am who God says I am. And my value is in Christ Jesus. So, your father does not know that you've encountered people that lied to you. People that stole from you. He doesn't know you've made a mistake in life. He doesn't. Or he keeps saying, is a masterpiece because he is the one that created the masterpiece. Yes, now you see, Scripture says, "Who has believed our reports?" And to whom? So listen, this report has to be believed for it to produce results. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're not hearing me. I said this report has to be believed. It has to be believed before results can come. Say, "I believe." but I am a masterpiece. Sit down, please. Now, this is the most important one. I don't know. I may not touch the other one, but I want to touch this one because this is what the Lord showed me as I prayed. And let me tell you, all the while I stayed at the retreat, everything I saw was in line with what God said to me. TSP is walking in a new realm of glory the revelation of the miraculous and it's not just from pastor it's not just from pastor ideal everyone is functioning in this miracle everyone suddenly you show ah, let me just show you the scripture so that because if I start to talk about it now <laughs> Ezekiel 47 Ezekiel 47 and verse 9. Ezekiel 47 and verse 9. Let me just open to it. You know what, let's read from verse 7 please. I didn't know that it was this cold in Abuja. Lagos is so hot. (laughs) So cold here, praise God. Verse 7, when I return, now, I want everybody's attention to just focus this few moments because I'll soon be done. And the power of God is going to heal this place mightily. The power of God is going to hit this place mightily. Hallelujah. Verse 7, when I return there, along the bank of the river, were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Verse 9. And it shall be that every living thing that moves... Wherever the river will go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go bare. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Somebody shout, Everything will live. Wherever the river goes. Wherever shout it one more time. Everything will live. Wherever the river goes. Wherever goes, now do you notice it did not say some things will leave, it didn't say most things will leave, it didn't say a few things will leave, it says everything will leave. Everything now, look at verse 12 quickly 47 verse 12. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that side will grow all kinds of trees used for food their leaves will not wither and their fruits will not fail they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary their fruits will be for food and their leaves for medicine what's causing all of this the river I said, what's causing all of this? What's causing all of this? So everything leaves wherever the river goes. John seven thirty eight. <laughs> Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Laugh in the Holy Ghost for one minute. Laugh. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. John 7:38 <laughs> ha, ha, ha 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 Hey hey it says whoever believes in me as scripture has said You know the scripture that has said is what was said in Ezekiel 47 As scripture has said out of his belly his heart shall flow torrents of living water and remember that it says wherever the river goes everything leaves now this river is in your belly so listen everything in you begins to leave first then everywhere you go things begins to leave this river is in your belly it says everything will leave wherever this river goes it says that this river produces causing them to have fruit every month of the year No upsides, no downsides. Upsides only. Every month of the year. Did you see? How many months do we have in a year? Twelve. So for every month, I have fruits. No down moments, sir. No down moments. And guess what? When Jesus came, he caused that the Holy Ghost will bring this river into your belly. So now, you are a carrier of something that causes things to live everywhere you go. So, you know the first person that will benefit from this living is me. Guess what? My kidney begins to leave. Listen, my lungs begins to leave. Hey, I begin to breathe properly. My finances begins to leave. My money bags begins to run over. My mind begins to leave. My intellect begins to leave. Listen, creativity comes to me effortlessly. Everything leaves everywhere I go. Then, guess what? When I show up in front of other people, I begin to show them how to live. Because I carry the living water on the inside of me. Oh Guys, everything leaves wherever this river goes. Hey, wow. I said, everything leaves wherever this river goes. I said, everything leaves wherever this river goes. And this river is on my inside. And the Bible says, when he was talking about this, he was talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me. So everything in me lives. And listen, everything that is connected to me is not permitted to die. Listen, nothing dies in the presence of Jesus. I said nothing is permitted to die in the presence of Jesus. And now sir, I have Jesus on the inside of me. Therefore nothing dies. Do you know that when the gospel is censored, This is what you miss out on. The river on the inside of you. Just pray in the spirit for one moment. Hey! I said things begin to leave. Pray in the spirit, everyone. You can rise to your feet now, pray in the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to leave. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I said it's time for things. This concludes this message.